Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. We are here on Zoom. I'm Ashley Sanchez. Aaron Keller is here. And we also have all of our angler education coordinators throughout the state joining us today. We have Abby Zarnecki from Southern Region, Julie Gabrielson from Eastern Nevada, and then we have Jan Nemec from Western Nevada. So thank you all for being here. I appreciate that you taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here, thanks. Of course, and then the reason we have all of you here is to talk about trout in the classroom, which Aaron and I realized we haven't done a podcast on it, at least in the last few years since we've taken over Nevada Wild. So it's about time because this is a great educational program we have. So do we just wanna, I think I'll just start it off with having one of yeah, you explain. Oh, what were you saying, Aaron? Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny because sometimes we take for granted because we always talk about these programs and it just feels like this time of year, we kind of get in the mode of it's trial in the classroom season coming up on, on the, in the winter and then going into the spring and we've never actually recorded a podcast. So I think it'd be good. We'll talk about a little history. We'll talk about what, how we're dealing with, um, you know, the situation that we're put in. It's a little different than in years past, and I think we're making the best of it, which is in some cool ways, some new, some new innovative ways to bring it to classrooms, and so, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting topic. Exactly. So does one of you just want to start off by explaining exactly what trout in the classroom is for people who don't know? Jan, it looks like you're the sure, only one who doesn't have mute on. <laughs> I can definitely take that one. So kind of in a nutshell, uh, our Trout in the Classroom program is a program where uh, teachers are invited to adopt a 10-gallon glass aquarium, which they take into their classroom um, with a chiller or the assistance of a chiller, uh, which keeps the water cool inside that tank. Um, essentially a habitat for trout eggs. And the trout in the classroom is essentially eggs that um, arrive from a hatchery um, into the teacher's tanks. And we watch those develop um, from egg to alvin to fry to um, release um, through like a six week period. Um, and kind of go through uh, different activities and programs through that six week process. Exactly, and then it all ends, like you said, with that trout release where the kids actually They've seen them from egg, and then now they release them into the local water. So that's always fun to see. Exactly. Nice. And then how do we handle something like that in a year like this where everything's virtual? I know I uh, definitely have had to adapt. Um, we, you know, we're used to, Western Region used to having, um, I think close to 60 or even more last year than 60 live tanks in classrooms. And I know we've, we've taken a significant um, drop in those. However, um, we have taken the opportunity to add um, a, the virtual program. So um, with the help of our Southern partners um, and their live stream, um, we have added uh, five weeks of um, 
programming provided uh, by us through Zoom webinars. So um, we have essentially 10 different webinars from introduction to the release um, and filled with uh, different activities uh, like um, anatomy and dissection, um, habitat life cycle. Um, this next one coming up, um, I'm really excited about. Um, it is uh, basic fishing methods and equipment. So we'll go through um, just kind of some of the, the fishing methods and equipment, fishing methods and equipment with some of the kids. That's awesome. So you have like actual webinars and you not only do you focus on the trout and the eggs and that whole process, but you actually teach them about fishing too. We definitely add that element. Absolutely. Definitely got to get that in there. Um, and then, so how is it going then um, compared to previous years where you're doing it virtually? Is it pretty successful that way or how has it been? No, for us, it's been great. Um, it, it might be better to have Abby answer that one. For us, it's been great because we haven't had to do a lot of the work. We've just kind of uh, used her live stream. So um, speaking directly to that, it might be better to hear from her. Abby, let's go to you then. Oh, no, you guys have been doing work with all of your uh, regular programming for the teachers. That definitely has seemed like a lot of prep work there. Um, our prep work down here is with the tank itself and working out all the fun technology of figuring out how to do a live stream and still show the underwater camera that can't be taken out or moved so that we don't mess with the eggs. Um, but we were able to get it streamed to YouTube um, with a bunch of different programs and our IT support. And now um, we will be able to do week, well, actually three times a week, we'll do live water sampling as well. And so with the disadvantage of the kids not having their actual tank in their classroom, they'll still get to see the water testing. They'll get to see us remove um, eggs that didn't develop fully um, so that the tank is nice and clear. So a lot of scheduling um, and now um, just keeping the teachers going with their usual lessons. So we had some teachers go virtual this year because they weren't allowed back into their classrooms. Uh, we had some that were, and so they still were able to go and we were able to add on about 20 to 30 new teachers just in the Southern region alone, um, all virtual. So we just did a how to teach this virtually a little bit on the tank, but definitely more on the aquatic lessons and opportunities they'll get to see with the tank. Nice, so for, we'll get to Julie in a second, who's in Eastern, but for um, Western and Southern region, um, can teachers still sign up to be a part of it? I'll kind of go with, um, since Julie is going, um, since the Eastern region out of Elko is going to go in a couple more weeks. Theirs is definitely still going strong and just getting started. And then um, I would offer, if there are any last minute additions, um, to do another training. Um, and then we can, they would be on the track for the Elko tank. So we will have two um, live tank opportunities for the state. Okay. Hey, Abby, <clears throat> I know that it's funny, people that know Abby know that when she gets a cool idea in her head, her mind just goes and she starts like snowballing into all these other cool ideas that come up. And so how excited are you to 
kind of go this direction. There's so many different things you could do. And so maybe just kind of rattle off a few things that you know that you're gonna be able to pull off this year or ideas for that you might be able to do later. Good question. So actually it kind of started last year, right? We were in the middle of having tanks in the classrooms when everyone got told to go home. And some of our amazing teachers were very innovative and started recording their releases for their students so that the students um, still got to release their fish technically. Um, and I had also started last year with our pre-filled trip virtually so that um, I was able to help more filled trips get going. We started doing that online. So it was in the back of my mind when we really had to go this direction. And I'm really excited. Um, started using a micro uh, web, microscope webcam um, that connects right to a laptop. Uh, and that will be able to be streamed with our virtual field trips too. So the kids will actually get to see some macro invertebrates, some food, uh, fish food um, during their fish releases still. And uh, so, yes, there's a few other opportunities, but that's the basic ones I've gotten going. <laughs> yeah, I, I always enjoy it because Abby, anybody that knows her, knows she's not, she's not scared to try something new or to pilot something, even if it's, you know, might seem like a lot of work or, but she's always enthusiastic to just try it. And uh, I think it's, I think there's a great opportunity and it's probably something that will keep going even after this year, you know. Yeah, it's great to have that option for people who can't join at all. I mean, now they can watch it virtually. So it's pretty cool to have that option. Yeah, somebody brought up another good point in another call is that there might be teachers that are nervous about having the live fish in their classroom or having to maintain that tank and kind of all that, that sweat equity that goes into raising trout, but they want to teach their kids about trout. And this is like a I think an easy connection that they can tap into and then you know do it however long they want and so. yeah no we've definitely had some teachers flat out say like um that they were scared to have a tank in their classroom or honestly sometimes they don't get principal approval because the principal's scared to have a tank in a classroom because water damage can be kind of expensive um especially when we're on limited budgets so i this is something that's been in the back of my mind um since i started taking some tech education classes. And so I was really excited that this is definitely going to be something that we facilitate every year. We actually had teachers also um, that have been a part of the program for years. Uh, just, uh, they were encouraged because they could take a, a year out. So they could take a year back and just not do it for a season. So I, I think giving the teachers that option, instead of having them bail out, they. Um, they, they definitely are going to kind of stick with it. So definitely good points. And we're actually almost out of time for the first half, but we have a quick minute and I do want to get to Julie because as we've been talking about, Abby and Jan have the Western Southern Nevada tank set up right now. And Julie, you are in the process of getting your setup. So how is all of that going? Um, actually, just yesterday, the hatchery spawned our eggs for us, um, and then I'll go and pick them up on February 8th. We use the Gallagher Hatchery out in Ruby Valley for all of our eggs. Um, so that's usually a pretty fun thing to get out there and, and be a part of. I wasn't able to be out there yesterday for it, 
Um, but in years past, I have been, and it's it's really a lot of fun to see that we're actually working on the eggs that we're going to deliver to all the all the students. So um, we, like I said, ours won't get delivered until the 9th and 10th of February is when our classes will start um, seeing their eggs and, and working on their project. Exciting. And then you said people are still getting signed up, so they have plenty of time if they're in Eastern Nevada to get signed up. Um, we are still taking, I can still take a couple more teachers um, that want to participate in the program. It's not too late. Um, we do, I mean, if it's something that they want to do, they need to get up and running now because we like to have those, those tanks up and going several, you know, several days before the eggs are delivered to make sure that the water gets filtered through and there's no problems with equipment, um, no leaky tanks, things like that, so that we can fix it before the eggs actually get there. Awesome. And I'm going to use that to end our first half of this episode of Nevada Wild, but we will be right back after this quick break. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we're talking with all of our angler education coordinators around the state, and we're talking about trout in the classroom for the first time on Nevada Wild. So Julie, we had just got to you right before we had to take a break, but um, what was interesting is you are, Jan and Abby, they get their eggs for Southern and Western from out of state, where you actually get the eggs for Eastern region um, from Gallagher Fish Hatchery, which isn't far right. from you at all. Yeah, actually, it's just a, a quick drive away to go get those eggs um, and bring them back for deliveries every year. Um, for many years, we did get our eggs from out of state as well, just like the Western and Southern region. Um, but when Gallagher started spawning, which has been about five or six years ago is when they started spawning, uh, we got in touch with the, the manager out there and, you know, made some arrangements for them to accommodate our program and spawn some extra eggs for us. Um, and it's really been a neat, a neat addition to the program because not only are we keeping it home by bringing the eggs from a home-based hatchery to the, the local um, schools that are familiar with the area that those eggs are coming from, but it also allows for like an extension field trip as well. Um, the kids, they can, and the teachers can arrange for field trips out at the hatchery and add on to that learning experience and see just how the eggs respond where they came from and how it all works out and learn that directly from the, the hatchery workers. That's and very cool. And you said, so that's only been the last couple of years then that Gallagher has been operating. Correct. Well, they've been there um, all along for a, for a long time. I don't even remember how many years they've been out there, but they just started doing the spawning efforts um, five or six years ago. Got it. What a cool addition for those kids. Maybe not this year, but in most years to be able to go out there and take that field trip. Yeah. So. Well, and that's a good trip. Unless Aaron, is there something you want to say? It looks like you. Oh, I was just going to add that um, Gallagher, it, it takes a little while for the broodstock fish to get to where they can to this point. And so, you know, the, the program has been going for a little while out there and 
So now that those fish are there, it also makes for a cool tie-in with those kids because they can look at the Ruby Mountains and you just, even if they haven't been to the Gallagher Fish Hunter, you can just say, it's on the other side of those mountains. That's what it's so close to them that I think it's awesome. I wish we had that in the other, in the other regions. Exactly. And I went out to Gallagher um, last year, I think it was for the first time. And that was such a cool drive and just the whole area out to the hatchery. That would be a really good experience for the kids. Yeah, I don't mind that field trip. <laughs> it gives you an excuse to get out there. Uh, well, transitioning, I did want to get into just the history of trout in the classroom in general. Can any of you speak to just when we started it and why? Well, I was going to say, if I recall, it started about 20 years ago, the program in general. But Erin, you could probably speak better to how it actually got started and when it came to the Nevada program. I was just going to joke and say, everybody's looking at me and now I feel like I'm the old guy. You uh, are. <laughs> I don't know when that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, so Trial in the Classroom started as uh, with Ron and Ann Proboski and they were Truck River Fly Fishers in 2001 and they launched it um, with like 20, I want to say like 25 tanks-ish and um, huge successful program right out of the gate. Um, just like these guys, everybody's super passionate about it. It's a really cool program to, to watch kind of unfold. Um, it's, it's just a really unique program. And uh, then it was kind of handed over to us um, at the Department of Wildlife. And, and ever since then, so Julie's right, it's been 20 years. This is the 20th anniversary. And uh, every year, it's, it's funny because this year it will be changing into a more of a virtual platform. But I think Trial in the Classroom has changed for the last 20 years. Every year, it seems like we make the program that much better. There's like a new fold that we bring into the program. Um, and it just gets better and better. Um, and I mean, some of the some of the things that I remember doing those releases were just like the the almost like the little cute parts of Trout in the Classroom, like naming your fish before you release it, and the journaling and the the art projects that go along with it. And then, I mean, for me, after the release was always getting the thank you letters in the mail afterwards, like oh, thank you so much. Like I can't wait to go back and go fishing and try and catch Nemo. And uh, so it's just the program is just, it's very unique. It's very cool to have spread all across the state. And uh, yeah, it's, it's ever evolving, so. And just what a way to be connecting kids with, like how else to get them to learn, get into learning about trout and stuff. Like from, I feel like that's such a personal, personal, I can't talk today, um, connection for them to see the eggs hatch and then for them to be able to release those fish and name them. And yeah, and it's not just about the fish. It's about the water in their area. So we do a whole water quality segment. There's some That's of these kids point. don't get to go out far away. And so we release their trout in urban ponds. And so they can, they can make this connection to their area, even to their water, uh, water quality with that pollution or whatever. 
um, watershed um, projects. I mean, it's just, it goes and goes and goes. Do any of you have any favorite moments of Trout in the Classroom or any experiences? I like how Erin had pointed out just the letters that you could get from kids after. It's so cute. So any of you have anything you want to share? I have books that they've made and the, like each student will make pictures and write letters on it and what they learned and then they put them all together in like a binder or a book for me. And I keep every one of them because they're so fun to read through and, um, and all the different things that they pick up on or don't pick up on. Um, it's really, and then the, the pictures that they draw are always hilarious. <laughs> so it's really, um, it's something that I do. I even, I even post some of them and hang them up in my office for other people to see because they really do mean something. Of course, that's so cute. And then there's another thing they're getting out of it. I mean, it becomes this art project in a way. So just all around a lot of good. Jan, are you, do you have an experience? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've, I've noticed more and more that um, with the program being almost 20 years old now, that um, it's definitely established in the community, at least in the western part of the state. You know, I've got stories of uh, the store manager at Petco sharing his experience with Trout in the Classroom when he was in fifth grade or um, the guys uh, at the River Fest coming up and having to tell their story about the release and naming the fish and you know it, it's really neat to see the program um, really take hold and, and be important to a lot of people. I what add on that though is that when it'll make you feel real old when you have a parent that says they were in trial in the classroom and they're coming back with their kids. I'm like, oh my gosh. That it's coming. <laughs> yeah, Ivy had, a, or yeah, so I've been helping uh, before I took over the program. So I've been here around almost six years. So I think that, yeah, this is my sixth season. And uh, a couple of years ago, a guy was like, I remember doing this. This is so, so cool getting to bring my kid out now to the same exact spot, <laughs> same exact field trip. Pretty neat. And then to see their artwork, like you were saying, it hits all, every, Crown and Classroom works with every part, it, from English words to art to math, science, it, it does everything. And it's really cool when they um, make their fish, their own trout version, and decorate their insulate their trout tank with them. It's really neat to see. I can't imagine if I was a kid and had a trout tank. I mean, obviously it's different this year in my classroom. I don't know if I'd be able to concentrate because I'd be so excited about it. <laughs> I could just imagine how excited all the kids get. Um, yeah, when I was, um, when I, I set up a tank in my office and it was like a, it's like a lava lamp. I get this, it's like a stress reliever. I could just watch it. And I'll be on the phone and you just watch the trout. Pretty cool. I've had one in my office every year that I've done this. And this year it's in my home. Oh, really? <laughs> so the video tank will actually be in my home and I'll be in there all the time looking through the little peak window. And <laughs> You'll have to be careful where you put that camera then. Yeah. <laughs> um. And we had a we had a Zoom meeting at lunch today, and we were letting everybody know about the virtual camera. I guess the the tank cam. I don't know what we're gonna call it. Do we have a name for it? <laughs> the tank cam? And and our director. 
immediately said, hey, can I get that link? That sounds like something I want to check out. So it's not just for kids this year. Now it's going to be for, for everyone. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and even he had memories and funny stories he was telling about it. So it definitely, I feel like it touches everyone in our agency too. Um, and we're down to the last few minutes. So is there any other information you guys want to get out there before we go? I was just going to say, check our website. We do have the Trout in the Classroom link under wildlife education. Um, and it goes over the details. It, uh, we haven't updated it for the virtual options, but all of our emails are on there and we will send that out or um, it is now public on the YouTube channel, so they can definitely check it on our Nevada Department of Wildlife YouTube channel. Yeah, and we'll try to do some posts, so keep an eye on our social media. I always try to plug our social media in there, so be keeping an eye on it there. And then even though the webpage isn't updated for the virtual options, like Abby said, all the contact is there. If you're interested in being a part of it in future years, you could find that contact information there. And then Jan, you said um, all the webinars are set up and ready to go. Um, our, our webinars, we've, uh, we'll all release on YouTube. Uh, the first one is up session one, um, and I believe they are set to release the Friday following. So if there was any teachers that wanted to participate in the Western part of the state, I would encourage them to get in touch with me. There's still eggs, so there's still time to um, get in on it. Good to know. Julie, anything else you wanted to add? Um, I think I could just echo what Abby and Jan have said with, you know, if, if it's something that you want to be a part of, whether this year or in future years, get a hold of us. We're happy to help you out. Um, we provide all of the equipment for you. So other than a space and the labor behind it, um, we, we take care of you on that. So we'd be happy to have you. Well, thank you all again yeah. for being here. I want to make one last plug before we sign okay. off. Why not? Right. Now's the moment. Yeah, we're always looking for tank buddies and volunteers to help. So if anybody has an interest or wants to like get involved in this program or help in any way or add any value to this program, get a hold of these guys. Um, I know there's tons of people in Nevada that, that have great information that it, we'd love to share with, with fifth and sixth graders or um, fourth graders. And uh, yeah, just plug for tank buddies and, and volunteers. So. I feel like that goes for organizations as well. This year we partnered with River Wranglers and a few other groups to help us with the webinars. So I think groups as well as individuals. Yeah, a lot of good resources and information out there. So be sure to check it out. And thanks again to all of you for joining us. That was fun. Another quick podcast. And thank you everyone for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.